Hi, everybody. Welcome back to a 0.5 episode of Tell It Anyway. Hello. 0.5 representing all the energy we have left to give. <laughs> uh, it's been an interesting month for the two-part team of Tell It Anyway. Uh, Matt just finished work uh, on Stuck in the Middle, the Disney Channel show, and it was, you know, to put it mildly, an intense uh, run. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Uh, as that was ramping down, uh, my job, my new job began um, at a company that does public radio. And I'm still doing stuff for the Daily Tech News Show. I'm still doing Let's Talk About Star Wars. And allegedly still doing a show called Tell It Anyway. And we owe people a big apology because we still have at least one. We've only got one. Tell It Anyway in the can. Uh, that is very funny with a uh, very funny actress and writer and a very funny returning guest with a very funny topic uh, and a very funny Jenny that I think came out really well. But it's all girls. Editing. It's so all ladies. hard, the editings. But you can expect that sometime next week. Yes. Right, Jenny, you think? Yes, yeah. absolutely. And it really wasn't even the new job, Matt's old job, or all the other podcasts. It was the taxes. And, and then the sick. head cold. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like a one-two punch of like doing the taxes, getting a head cold, doing all the work. and But we did not want to leave you. We did not want to get on a boat. We're getting on a boat this weekend, guys, without leaving you with a point five to remember us and, by. And I just thought of a good thing that segues into the theme that we were talking about. What Isn't this, it funny what, how I set it up that way for you, know, you, you to... You it that way? Yeah. See, I thought I came up with it because I'm a man. <laughs> 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 yes. Let me let me mansplain the theme of your pod. Your yeah, how elegantly podcast. I was getting there yeah, and hoping that you would. I, I didn't know you were would pick that. it up and just go Nobody effortlessly gets this until you tell you what the what, what, into the thing what the, what the theme is. Okay, so we're going to tell you a little story about something really weird that happened to us, which is appropriate because we are about to get on a boat. Is the boat the thing you're talking about? No. Oh, I thought you were talking about death and taxes. No. Oh, see? I was talking about getting I on a was. boat. I'm a man. I did have a joke. I was going to do the theme, the the segue that, that there's, you know, uh, uh, the only two things you can't prevent are death and taxes. And you're talking about taxes. And, and I was talking about dying on a boat. Dying on a boat. But that was how I was was uh, was tying everything into death, your, your mention of taxes. So what you're saying is we were each a click off. A click off from each other, maybe because we're sick. Yeah. But I think uh, the real takeaway is, is I should mansplain most things to you from now on. <laughs> sure. Sounds great. <laughs> right. Talk to me about periods. <laughs> right. uh, okay. <laughs> so <coughs> that, ladies and Excuse gentlemen, me. is what our whole week has sounded like. Yes. Okay. So about a month ago, I was getting on a plane in New York City to go visit my family before starting a new job. And I was out in the office. I don't even know what I was doing, but I was doing stuff out in the office. I was kind of in like busy housefrau mode. And Matt was lying in bed thinking thoughts. But but that's where it, I was talking about is that it starts a little bit before that. Oh. It starts during an Agent Carter episode. Oh. Do you, you know what I'm, where I'm no, going with this? No, please do tell. Uh, Jenny and I are watching an Agent Carter episode. Uh a show that is a uh, a very funny show that uh, perhaps is a little more up and down this season for various reasons than it was. Don't kick say ass. that aloud. Really, it was kick ass. I mean, I mean, it was the high bar the previous season, but uh, but we uh, continue to enjoy many parts of it when we watched it this year. And the character who goes on to play uh, uh, who is it? Paul Bettany is is that the? Well, it's Jarvis. I don't know. I don't remember. His it name. is Jarvis. But okay, but the, but the, but obviously it's a different actor in 
Playing the human Jarvis rather than the machine Jarvis. The machine Jarvis, which, but the, it is not the same voice right. in both. Yes, we've... You know, I just realized that. I, really? I just realizing, well, I, I, he so did a good job as Jarvis and Agent Carter that I didn't realize, I, I knew kind of, of course, as a point of fact that it was Paul Bettany, but I didn't realize... That I it was just, not Paul Bettany and they put it together yeah. that it's not, because the voice sounds so similar. This has been right? a moment of clarity. Okay. Anyway, so um, I'm we're watching an episode of this, and 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 whether or not you watch that show, there was a, a an instance where spoiler alert: if you're planning to watch Agent Carter and you're worried Close about the details about it, walk away. Walk away from your your iPhone or or iPod or computer right now, and 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 uh, no longer listen because I'm going to give some crazy stuff away. Which is to say that one of the that this this uh, Jarvis characters. Wife. wife was uh, was injured, was 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 gravely injured, and was in the hospital, and he was by her side, and he was very, you know, like an English character, very buttoned down, didn't always share his feelings, and there was a moment, and I wouldn't even say it was that pivotal a scene in the series, but he was sitting at her bedside and and sharing a lot of intimate thoughts with her because he felt that she was about to die. And I thought that the scene was 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 handled wonderfully, uh, but for some reason, I guess I was in a mood, and it and it sort of sent me into a sort of a thought spiral, where I was thinking about the fact, and it's something that we all know, it's something that seems very obviously obvious, but uh, never are we more eloquent and honest about the essence of a person. Never can we best sort of crystallize what a person was with our words than when that person is gone and passed away. And I thought to myself, I've done two eulogies in my life. I've, 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 as, and many of you out there maybe have too. And I've, I've had to sit there at the keyboard and then the sort of words come and it's, uh, uh, it, it's, 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 it's both an honor and a burden to have to sum up people's lives uh, you know, when, when they pass away. And, and, and I thought to myself, why? As, and this may even sound trite or cliche, but I thought, why is it that we express those thoughts so articulately, so uh, eloquently when people are gone and we never say those things to their face? So I sort of went to bed, as Jenny described earlier, uh, she was out in the other room, and I went to bed with this sort of thought. Uh, and I, I was sort of uh, uh, lamenting the fact that a lot of people. The, the, why is it we we take? Why is it that we wait till after people die to sort of encapsulate, uh, <laughs> write something to encapsulate how we felt about them or sum up their essence? And I thought to myself, um, this was my thinking. Wouldn't it be an interesting thing if you did to your friends every now and again from out of nowhere, and uh, what I termed it was eulogy nuggets, where you 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 uh, you, you you took the you presupposed that they were already gone, and you wrote them the nicest thing you could think of about them in that form, which. As, as many of you are maybe thinking out there, is kind of creepy, which leads it to, to, to leads us to Jenny's side of the story. So I come in. No, Matt comes out to the office, our little office, which is off our main house, and says, "I want to. I want to read you something." No, well, I said, "I said I have something I'd like to read you, but you don't have to hear it. You don't have to hear it because often I'll say I want to read you something, and it's an article or it's something like that, and one of your pet peeves are." 
I guess this is a, a very human thing, but depending on your depending on your mood, you either don't or do not. You you sometimes want to hear it, but often you don't like to be read things that 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 I yeah say I want to read to you. You yeah. find it annoying, but but sometimes I know it's important, and so I do. Right, and these are just normally like articles and stuff. But this was this was something else, and I even said I prefaced it by saying this could be something just for me. You don't have to hear it. Well, sometimes when I know when you say that, you really mean, I really want you to hear yeah, it. Yeah, and then I told you what it was. And I said, I, <laughs> I have written a portion, a small portion of your eulogy. <laughs> At which and that point... Was I, she didn't let me, to get, let me get out all this sort of long, rambling uh, Agent of Carter description. She, because she was going on a p- p- plane the next day... You freaked the fuck out. Well, I can I can also defend what I know is coming. So I come in, lay down on the bed where he is and, and say, okay, I'm ready to hear. And he tells me that he's written my eulogy. And all I can think is, motherfucker, I'm getting on a plane tomorrow. And you, you're, you're, you're cursing me with a eulogy, which I may or may not have said out loud. And Matt, knowing what was in this thing that he had just written, got immediately mad. Yeah, I said you didn't. I said what I said when I brought it up was you don't have to hear it. This can be just for me. This is nice stuff. And and, And you know what? The exercise is right. Because there's something about envisioning something in the past and someone, maybe it's just for me, but envisioning someone in the past tense. It's, it's, you know, maybe it's like the reason, like, if it's like a 50-year wedding anniversary and something, you write good stuff. It's there's something different than just, like, writing a nice card for someone at, and the, at whatever random moment in their the life. The imminent prospect of my death made you feel better about me. It would be, it would be anybody's death. Yeah. I think uh, I, I, there are so many people in my life that I could write a little version, a little nugget, a eulogy nugget for, and they would be both weirded out, but happy to hear it. You know, I'll tell you what, if it, I would have a eulogy nugget written for me. Matt Flanagan, the best there ever was. <sighs> That's no. what you got? No. Oh, I actually yeah. wrote one, but we're going to get to that in a second. So, so this is the moment... Relax. So this best is... there ever was? That's what you're hitting me with? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Hold on. I wrote a one for you. You know that. No, I know. I have it. I have it right next to the other I one. I know. So hold the phone. So what what happened in that moment was Matt discovered something about me that he didn't actually know before. And we discovered this through what would be considered a spirited discussion. And what he didn't know is that I'm actually, for all my bravado and all the times I've been on airplanes in my life starting when I was like six months old, I'm terrified to fly on planes. And every time I get on the plane, I have a particular superstition where I have to touch the outside of the plane as I'm boarding. And I feel like if if something bad's going to happen, I'll get an electric shock or the plane will reject me in some way. And that's crazy talk. And that's superstition. But I feel like you didn't know that I was actually superstitious about getting on planes until the moment... You wrote my eulogy. I did, I did. I did not. I did not know that. Yeah. I learned that in that instance. And I will also say, uh, there was there was a bit of me realizing that uh, I, I felt very deep into the idea of this right after I watched the episode and I started thinking about the concept. And when a writing project sort of 
or, or experiment gets into my head, Jenny knows, you know, it wiggles in like the worm from Star Trek and it will, will not get out of my head until I'm until I'm done with it. And so I perhaps did not even consider that you were getting on a plane, I think, when I wrote that. One had nothing to the other to do with the other when I wrote yeah. that, you know? I, I linked them. Yeah. Had causality. And so and so fearful was Jenny of the existence of these words out there uh, that she made me go through my, I had written it on the little notes section of my phone and she made me go through the whole thing and put it all in present tense instead, instead of, of past, past tense. tense and take out the last line, which was like something. It was a eulogy. It was a eulogy. So uh, but, it felt but very I'll eulogy. I'll tell you what, it, <laughs> when you did that, it lacked the same impact as if it w- 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 uh, unlike when it was in past tense. And yet it did not presage my demise. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have either way. The, 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 the exercise of the eulogy nugget is to put you in past tense and to take a small part of you and, and, and well, be thankful for it. To the man who carefully selects his boxers on the basis of what potential luck they might bring them <laughs> on any given day, I can only say to you, Sliancha. I, I don't fault you for having for having that that yeah. that uh that reaction, particularly for getting on a plane. I don't fault anyone. Anyone would think this was weird. I think, well, the the idea of a eulogy nugget. However, I think whether written by me or not, whether they're written, just anyone writes another one to another person. Uh, I, I think a lot of people would also be taken aback in a good way yeah. for someone to take the time. And figure out what exactly it is they mean to them, and and write it in those terms. There's something about writing it in those terms. In the past I mean, tense, yeah, in the past tense. That I don't know. It, it brings a, l- a little bit of elegance to it. It it it, it sounds like you're. It's uh, you, you. What you have to do for a eulogy is very different than 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 anything. It's a different responsibility than what you have to do for like writing a, an awesome anniversary or birthday card yeah. or or retirement dinner speech. It's it's sort of the same muscle, but it's also uh, 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 summarizing. It's the ultimate summary, and to be forced to do that, even a small version of that in life, I don't know. That's not not the type of writing you always do with 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 uh, uh, non fictional people yeah. characters as AKA humans. So then I felt bad. Because Matt had actually written, as it turns out, one of the more profound, beautiful things I've ever heard. And I yelled at him for it. She yelled right away. And I didn't retaliate. I was yeah. like, fine. I, I, I understood. I, I, uh, uh, and, I, and, and, I, and I changed it, changed it uh, into the present tense. But then when Jenny was gone, because I didn't share her superstition, and thank God she was delivered back to us safely, or else uh, I would have been haunted by it for the rest of my life. I liked the writing so much better when it was in the past tense that I put everything back into past tense and I even added back in that last line because it 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 is a it, it, I felt like it greatly encapsulated an aspect of Jenny and it didn't do it in the same way that it was in the in the present tense. It brings us back to the boat. <laughs> so this Saturday we are going to Catalina. We've not I've never been. Matt's been once. Yep. And so we thought it would be as good a time as any to read our eulogies. <laughs> oh, did you want you want me to read it? Well, okay. why not? Okay, sure. sure. I'll read the one I and, wrote about you. And, and anybody out there, if you'd like to uh, 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 donate to tell it anyway, I will do your eulogy. <laughs> <laughs> 
We should have a eulogy level. And Matt Flanagan, well, but you couldn't. You couldn't do yeah. a eulogy nugget. You could only do it to someone who you, you know you knew very well. Yeah, yeah, and love. That's why they don't they don't outsource uh, uh, eulogies to uh, uh, professionals. Yes. Professional eulogy tours. Or have a eulogy lib. Do, uh, yeah, right. Exactly. Eulogy lib. <laughs> So did you, you want to hear this actually? Yeah, I Are do. Are you not nervous? I'm terribly nervous. Are you understanding of the fact that the last line was put into? Yeah. That this really reads like uh, uh, yes. uh, an excerpt from a eulogy? Yes. <laughs> but that it was written with the purest intentions? Yes. <laughs> and uh, and and that uh, <laughs> it was not meant to presage your your passing. I'll buckle up. All right, all right, uh, all right. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read Jenny's eulogy nugget, and then everybody out there, think to yourself if you would like for your friends and family to write you a small eulogy nugget, so you could hear about yourself in this way. We didn't go out and work at the soup kitchen every weekend or run 12ks for charity, but to Jenny. People were her cause, and her spirit was what she gave. In ways both large and small, she gave every ounce of herself to help others reach a little higher, to grab that part of themselves off the shelf they maybe couldn't reach. Sometimes she gave too much, sometimes it made her tired, but in the balance of life, and certainly for all of us, it was worth it. Which is to say, there are that many more people on this planet closer to the best versions of themselves because she was here. And maybe now that many more left missing that little nudge toward the top shelf now that she's gone. <laughs> but I'm right here. <laughs> I didn't go anywhere. Um, how was that? Was that not, what, was, what did that feel like? It was both very nice and still a little nerve-wracking. Because <laughs> now I feel like we're getting on the SS Titanic. No, no. It's a ferry to Catalina. What I'm could go very, wrong? I'm a very strong swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> it's very nice. It really is nice. Now give me the little stub I wrote about you. That just tossed this one off really fast. Because I felt bad that I had yelled at my husband for writing something beautiful about me, even though it would have been conditioned upon my death. <laughs> uh, so I wrote, Matt's warmth and laughter was a beacon in the night. Lost travelers were drawn to it. Complete strangers embraced it. And I was lucky enough to live in the light of it always. Aww. That's, Matt's but I won't miss the fun. <laughs> Matt's warmth was a beacon in the deep, dark ocean. <laughs> yeah. Bing. <laughs> So that's the uh, the result of and the little conversation we had about eulogy nuggets. Yeah. How do you out there feel about eulogy nuggets? If so, <laughs> write why? us. If not, why not? <laughs> you can write us at tellitanyway at gmail.com and let us know just how crazy you think we are. <laughs> Sorry if this was a little rambling and we will be back and up strong with another episode of Tell It Anyway. A full one with three ladies talking about things and Matt Flanagan poking us in our sides. <laughs> All right. Talk to you next week. Bye.